بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Today we continue with our lessons regarding the six important events and the six events in the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which was written by Shaykh Muhammad ibn Wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala uh, in the first event, Ali, the, the author, Ali, the Sheikh, he clarified that he mentioned Ali, regarding the beginning of revelation upon the Prophet So he began Ali, with that in his book, in his treatise. Ali, the first event that was regarding the beginning of the revelation of the Prophet And that Ali, from that which is mentioned that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that before he received revelation, before he received revelation, and he was known to be someone who is trustworthy, and he was somebody who was trusted. He was seen as somebody who was upright and in society amongst his people. Then he never worshipped any idol, and before he received revelation, that he never drank alcohol. And he did not get involved into many actions and of sins that his people were upon. But he وسلم, had it in himself. And that is the blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had it in himself and he to keep away from those types of actions. Actions and of shirk and all of those types of sinning that his people were involved in. Then he reached the time when he وسلم, he used to go to the cave of Hira, which is a, a, a mountain near to Mecca, and he near to the Masjid al-Haram, the Kaaba. He used to go there in seclusion, where he used to stay alone in Mount Hira, he used to take his provisions and he with him, and he used to stay there and he, a number of days as long as he and he felt the need sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he used to, and he keep away from his people at certain times. Keep away from their, their activities, keep away from their, and if their shirk, etc. where he used to go and contemplate sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he reached the occasion when Allah azza wa jal, and he willed to send the first revelation upon him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whilst he was in the and he gave of Hira Allah azza wa jal sent angel Jibra'il to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon and he coming to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam angel Jibra'il he embraced the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and commanded him to read, to recite. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he replied that I am not, I am unable to recite or I am unable to read. This occurred three times when he embraced the Prophet sallallahu and called and commanded him and told him to read and to recite. And on the last one and after that, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he heard the verses from Jibra'il alayhi salam. The first verses which are from Surah Al-Alaq. 
And it would start, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord who created. So he received the first five verses from Surah Al-Alaq. And upon this, he became a prophet. As the scholars mentioned. He became a prophet. Meaning, at that point, he had received revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal. And he was not commanded at that point. I need to go and command his people. He was not commanded to. And he openly called his people and to it. After the first revelation, of course at that point when he received the revelation, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was frightened. And regarding that event that occurred to him. It was something, and it's strange, he had not experienced anything like this before. So he went to his wife Khadija radiallahu anha and she comforted him and he she and he wrapped him and and he garments because he was afraid وسلم, of what had occurred and she reassured him that indeed Allah will never humiliate you and if because you are a person who is trustworthy you are good to the poor and you are good and regarding your family. So therefore all of those beautiful attributes that you have. And indeed Allah Azza wa Jalla will never, will never humiliate you. So she and he reassured him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is and from the ni'mah of Allah Azza wa Jalla upon our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And regarding his marriage to Khadija radiallahu anha. And after that first revelation, a time passed, and a quite a, a long time passed before he وسلم, and he received the second part of the revelation. And that was from the first verses of Surah Al-Mudathir. When he وسلم, received those verses, there and then the scholars mentioned he became a messenger. He became a messenger, and he meaning he was commanded, and he threw those verses to call his people, call them to Tawheed, and prohibit them, and he from shirk, which opposes Tawheed, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he alone. And then later on, and, he, and then those years that came by, were years that his call was only to Tawheed. He called his people to worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone and to refrain from shirk, to refrain from that which and he opposes the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jal. So throughout his time in Mecca, it was about Tawheed. And then later on, and towards the end time of Mecca, then Salah was made compulsory upon the Muslimin. Salah, and it was made compulsory. This shows us the importance of learning Tawheed and learning the opposite of Tawheed. Because indeed, you never know something except that you know that which, except after knowing that which opposes and it. As many of the people who came. And they only worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone, that they are not committing shirk. They have 
a type of understanding of Tawheed, but they do not know clearly what opposes Tawheed. They think that going to the graves and making dua to the graves and prostrating down to the grave, that indeed is just connecting, a form of connecting to Allah Azza wa Jal, and it is not worship of those in the graves, but is using them as a way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here you see the khalal, the, what's missing from the understanding of the people and regarding Tawheed. Where the understanding of Tawheed is something which is different from that which is laid out in the Quran and the Sunnah. And the understanding of Shirk likewise is different from that which is and laid out in the Quran and the Sunnah. So we see the importance of learning this topic. That he وسلم, spent a whole time in Mecca before he migrated to Al-Madina Al and he calling to the purity of Tawheed and warning his people against shirk. And if a person were to say that was in his time because they were pagans, they were pagans, so therefore that is what was needed. Once during our time, we all are Muslims, we all our brothers, we have no need to learn Tawheed, we have no need to learn about Shirk because we're already Muslims. We have the Quran, first we read it, we understand it. We have no need of learning books about Tawheed. We have no need of speaking about Tawheed. And in this kalam, you will see, and indeed it is false because we see from the actions of the people that which and it opposes greatly that which the Prophet ﷺ was upon and regarding of actions of worship. Where we see and from the Muslimin, from those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, their actions are similar to the actions of the pagans, the Mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Exactly the same or worse. As time passes by and the actions get worse. Actions of shirk gets worse and in terms of how the people practice it, how the people believe in it, their misconception, etc. Because in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the Mushrikeen, they only worship the people who were known to be righteous. Whilst in our time, later on, we see the people worshipping people who are sinners. People who are outwardly were sinners because they died in a certain way or in a certain location. They saw that as something which is special and built domes over their graves and took that place as a place of worship because such and such a person, he died in a certain way or in a certain place and that seemed as something which is special. We see an lack of understanding from the people because the people lack the true knowledge of the Quran and the, and the Sunnah. So we, we see this widely and we see that it's cross and in the ummah where those who ascribe themselves to al-islam are involved in actions which oppose the fundamentals and of this religion so therefore there is a great need or even a greater need in our times and to discuss this topic of tawheed and to learn it clearly without any doubt but according to the evidence of the quran and the sunnah not according to watch and such and a person says or says their opinion is or this is what they believe or this is what my father was upon or this is what my 
village or town or country is upon. It is not based upon that. It is not based upon blind following what your father was upon or what your village was upon or what your culture is upon or what you were born upon. It is based upon and in the teachings that are found in the Quran and the Sunnah, the evidences are not what people have and they invented in this religion and ascribed to this religion and given it a nice and a picture and justifications that they've added to it was clearly it opposes and that which is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah and that is clearly seen for those people who open their hearts to that true understanding and learn according to the evidences so therefore we see and the importance of Tawheed in the call of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then after that, and the Shaykh and he mentions the second event. So the first event was regarding the call or the beginning of revelation. And indeed that is an important event in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As we see what he was commanded with. And when he received the second part of revelation, it was commanded to call his people against and his shirk. So therefore, that is an important and the event that the scholar and he mentioned and Sheikh Salah Fawzan. And of course, we went through what the Sheikh and he mentioned regarding and that. Now, following after that, in the second event, and the Sheikh and the author he says. That when he sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he rose up, he arrived, he commanded and his people, he warned his people from shirk and he commanded them with that which is opposite to it, which is Tawheed. So when he did that and in the early part of Revelation, when he commanded or he prohibited and warned his people against shirk, and commanded them with Tawheed that they did not dislike it. And at the start, they did not dislike what the Prophet was calling to. But instead, they sort of had a favorable view of it. They sort of approved. And he is calling to the worship of Allah. He's calling to people, he's saying to people, worship Allah and do not and he ascribe partners to Allah. They saw that as favorable and they even and he had it in themselves that this is something good that they should be part of it. They should be and he with it or in it and he part of that call. Until he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam blatantly and he mentioned exactly and the tafasil the details of what was Tawheed and the details of what is Shirk until he clarified Ali, those affairs which proved that Ali, those who are learned amongst the pagans, the Mushrikeen, uh, indeed uh, they are ignorant Ali, for calling people Ali, to Shirk. When they understood this from his call, Ali, those details what was that shirk that he was warning people against? What was that tawheed that he was calling any people to? When they understood this, 
This is the point when they rose against him وسلم, and his companions and they had that enmity for them. So he, he says that when he, وسلم, he began to call his people to Tawheed and to warn them against shirk. And he did so in a general sense. And in a general sense. And for example, for you to understand a statement of words that are of general sense, and in this case, for example, if I say, worship Allah alone, and this is general. Or I say, stay away from shirk. Okay, it's general, in the general sense. I mentioned shirk. But I've not said what other types of shirk. What is considered to be shirk? So when he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he began his call, and they heard him calling to the worship of Allah and stay away from shirk. And for them, they agreed with that. They liked that. They did not dislike it. So they did not and he opposed him. They did not oppose what he was calling to. Why? And the Sheikh mentions and because what they were upon, they didn't see as shirk. When they worshipped and the righteous worshipped the trees, the idols, and the graves, the stars and the moons, the angels and the jinns, they did not see that as shirk. For them, that was a means to connect themselves to Allah, a means to get their dua answered, a means of intercession. So they didn't see this as shirk. For them, that is part of worshipping Allah and that for them, that is something which was good and that is something which was needed Ali, for them. So therefore, and if they saw these actions as merely seeking neeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they didn't believe that they were committing shirk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, committing shirk with Allah azza wa jal, they didn't see that what they were doing was wrong, that it was a sin, that it was not allowed. They saw it as something which is good, bringing them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was just there, and their justifications, which were false. So the Sheikh mentioned, so if the Prophet he was just to suffice with that and limit himself to calling them in a general sense, without the details, without further clarification. Therefore, they would not object to it and they would not any, uh, rise in enmity any, towards him Why? Because they never saw themselves as mushrikeen, never saw themselves as polytheists. Because they knew that what they were doing was worship, but they never saw themselves as mushrikeen, polytheists. So the Shaykh then he mentioned, so therefore, Ani, they saw that as something which is good. So when you keep something general, usually people have no issue with it. But when you start explaining what you mean, then you get enmity. So that was, that was exactly is what occurred to the Prophet So when he mentioned exactly all, and he explained or provided the details to what shirk is, 
That is when yani they opposed him. Because when he mentioned to them that those domes, those graves that you are going to and worshipping and making dua to those idols, those trees that you are sacrificing for, slaughtering an animal for, that all of these are shirk. They are ascribing partners to Allah and they are not allowed, prohibited. When he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he was providing those details, was clarifying the affair to them, and that what their action was, and their action was false, it was shirk, then that is the time that they opposed him and retaliated. And they opposed him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the most severe and of ways. So that is when and they opposed him. When he prohibited them from worshipping that and worshipping the Uzza wal Manat and the other idols. And he clarified to them that this is not correct. This is false. Those whom you are calling upon, they are not able to help you and they are not able to harm you. And those people who are, and your learned people amongst you, those who see as learned, those people that they are calling you, and they're calling you to these types of actions of shirk, that indeed that they are, and he misguided. When he clarified, and he these things for them, then they opposed him, so that they can try and protect what they were, and they upon. They wanted to protect what they were and he upon. They wanted to protect it. And the Sheikh says, it's in reality, nowadays, a lot of the people are upon the same type of mentality. And they are upon the same type of mentality. When you clarify something to them, provide the evidences, suddenly and they turn from liking you to disliking you. They turn from listening what you were saying to Cut you off and he's straight away. But I mean, the true fact is that indeed this religion is to be learned according to the evidences, the Quran and the Sunnah. If the Quran and the Sunnah is presented to us according to the understanding of the Salaf, and the Hadith is pre pre presented to us, and which proves that certain actions that certain people were doing, that it is incorrect, so therefore a Muslim should submit to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, submit to that which Allah azza wa has revealed and not instead go into this protected mode where you want to protect where you're upon even if it is falsehood, even if it is goes against and in the Quran and the Sunnah because you want to protect and you are and you feel comfortable of what you are upon even if it is falsehood. So this is not and either way, a Muslim, and he should be, a Muslim should be a person who is constantly learning and willing to learn. But of course, learning from the right sources and learning and from the right people who clarify these things for you. So the Sheikh mentions, and so he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if he just and he limited himself to the general sense of the da'wah, general words, that the mushrikeen, they 
would have just not opposed him. But when he started to provide those details, then they opposed him and yani, they caused harm to the Prophet and his companions because they had this false protection yani, of what they were upon, that falsehood that they were yani, upon. Shaykh Muhammad al-Wahhabi continues and he part of this uh, second event and he said that they said, and the Mushrikeen, that he has made our learned people to be fools and he has accused them to be fools and he has found fault and criticized our religion and he has insulted our gods, our deities. And this is what they said. And the Sheikh mentioned, he says, and it is known that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not insult any Isa, alayhi salam, or his mother. He did not insult the angels. He did not insult the righteous. But when he mentioned to them that when you call upon, for example, Isa, or the angels, or the righteous, that when you call upon them, that they are not able to help you. They are not able to benefit you. They can't even harm you. When he mentioned this, they considered this to be an insult. And to their gods, an insult to their religion, an insult and to them. So this is when and they stood up and opposing him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he never and he insulted the righteous, the angels and all the prophets that those people and he worshipped. But he just clarified to them with wisdom that so and so that you're calling upon making dua to asking that they passed away, you're calling upon them that they are not able to answer your call. They are not, uh, they are not able to bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not able to in intercede for you. They are not able I need to help you in your affairs in the dunya. So when they heard any those clarification and with wisdom and from the Prophet, they considered that to be an insult and accused him that he insulted their and their religion and their deities and the end and their gods. Shaykh further and he mentions and he regarded to that which the uh, and the author has mentioned. And he says that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just restricted himself to saying that shirk and it is false and that tawheed is good and that he did not and he mentioned those details that he mentioned and regarding the types of shirk then they would have not opposed him. And he said that the Prophet ﷺ, he never and he insulted the righteous people who passed away. He never and he, uh, and he insulted any them. But instead, and he, he reviled the worship of other than Allah. And he, what he called them or warned them against was not to worship other than Allah. Not to worship the angels, the prophets. 
and he retrieves the stones, the and the moon, the sun, and the stars. But he warned them against and tried to prove them, prove to them that these things are incorrect. These types of actions and the worship of other than Allah. This is what he and he mentioned to them. And he and he mentioned likewise to them that those angels that you worship, those righteous people or those prophets, they will not be pleased that you worship them. They will not be pleased that you worship them and beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he never any insulted insulted any them but instead he clarified to them with wisdom that the actions that they are doing is incorrect those actions and the shirk the haram they are actions that ascribe partners to allah and he subhanahu wa ta'ala and those mushrikeen and they would say that it is a right upon us to respect the the righteous who's passed away it is a right upon us to respect them and to build and he domes upon their graves this is their right and upon us this is us respecting them and venerating them and this is our way of seeking a means through them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we gain closeness to Allah azza wa jal and by them this is and their right and upon us and they would say this and they would believe and in this and if you were to say that this is false then they would consider that as an insult they would consider that as an insult and to them And this is, as uh, the Sheikh mentioned, and this is and he present now upon the tongues of the people and the speech of the people and in their books. That their books and their actions, their teachings involve and the shirk, shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the worship of graves, making dua to the salihin, those who's passed away. And they would have in their books likewise. And that if this is said to them, then this is an insult. Are those people, they're insulting our religion. So this is how they call their mass of the people to stay away from listening to the people who's calling to da'watul haqq, to the true and the understanding. These people insult your religion, do not listen to them. They insult your practices, they are insulting what your fathers or your forefathers were upon. And the people with a lack of knowledge and with ignorance in the religion, and then they will just cut off their ease from listening and to the to the haq, to the truth. Likewise, and the author he mentioned. He says, and if you come to know any this, then know that a person, his Islam does not become upright and his, uh, 
and his worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and leaving shirk except and about hating any of the polytheists what they are upon what their beliefs are and what their actions are because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لا تجد قوما يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون من حاد الله ورسوله says because Allah says you know find a people who believe in Allah and the last day that they and he create this close friendship with those who oppose Allah and and his messenger so here Sheikh and he mentions that this indicates and that a person should not make this close friendship where and it exceeds the bounds which al-islam has allowed whereby they see that certain practices of other religions they see that as okay or they see those beliefs and actions are from the actions that some of the people are upon the action who oppose al-islam the teachings of islam they come say this is okay it is okay and in this indeed and it is not the correct and the manner a muslim should be but a muslim should have and that love and hate for the sake of allah and he subhanahu wa ta'ala and this does not negate the fact that an islam commands a person to be good and in his community to be an upright person to be a person who is beneficial to his community and a person who is any good to those any around them then the author says فإذا فهمت هذا فهما جيدا عرفت أن كثير من الذين يدعون الدين لا يعرفونها and if you come to understand this any point regarding loving and hating for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with understanding that is any correct therefore you will understand that a lot of those any who claim to be learned to have religion then you will come to see that indeed they are ignorant any of these affairs they are any ignorant of any these affairs of the any the religion where they actually any call that a person should not be speaking against shirk or those actions which oppose our religion those beliefs that oppose our religion that we should not be speaking any against those things we should not be any involved in clarifying that they are false the sheikh mentions here and indeed this is a false statement a false any belief because indeed and we are commanded to call the people to the truth of course with wisdom and we are commanded to warn the people against falsehood and of course and with wisdom but it is not that we and it becomes silent totally silent that it becomes not allowed to mention that a certain action is an action of shirk or that a certain belief is a belief which is shirk or and involves innovation etc etc then the shirk continues and then he mentions and in regarding and in the muslimin in the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that indeed they were shown enmity and in the polytheists they showed them enmity when they were calling to the truth 
and that indeed they had patience and from the things that they had to do as well was to perform the hijrah to Al-Habasha, to Ethiopia and during that time so they had to show any patience and upon the harm that was coming to them and from those any polytheists so therefore and it is upon us likewise I need to be patient to be patient upon what we are and upon to be patient upon the harms that may come to a person but indeed when you call into the truth and warning, warning against falsehood harm may come to you and in terms of on the speech of the people they dislike what you say because they have this false protection and to actions that are false actions oppose religion they want to stay what they, what they were what they are upon so and if some harm may come to you in different forms and in speech etc in the time of the Prophet and a lot of harm came to them and they had patience and upon that so we need to have patience and in calling to Allah and subhanahu wa ta'ala not that we just and remain and silent all those affairs that we are able to clarify and with wisdom to the people and call them to that which is good and that which is beneficial for them and in this life and and in the next and the hereafter so we will end and with this al-mawdi al-thani and the second event in any the second event and in this book from the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this is a summary of any the explanation of Shiksali Al-Fawzan and some benefits any from it and what we learn any from this again is the importance and of calling to Al-Islam the importance of being patient upon calling to the truth and likewise, to know that when you use general terms to the people, the people might just be okay with you. But when you start providing those details, for example, of what is shirk, what is innovation, that this is bid'ah, this is not allowed because it opposes this verse, because it opposes what the Prophet said, because it opposes what the companions were upon. And then the people can provide some enmity. They dislike that but we are not commanded and in our religion we're not commanded just to keep to general terms people need clarification many people need clarification there's times in your dialogue when you use those general honey words there's times when clarification is needed and people do need clarification because there are a lot of callers out there who are calling people and to that which opposes this religion. And those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, from and those people that the, the people see as their Imams, and they're calling their people to build domes over graves and to go and make dua to the graves, to ask of that righteous person in the grave, and that you empty your whole yourself your whole heart and it to that individual who is in the grave because he is righteous 
and he can answer dua or he can bring your duas to Allah Azza wa Jal and get your dua answered. All of this is false. All of this is incorrect. The Prophet وسلم, he taught his people to have their connection directly to Allah Azza wa Jal. And when you call, you need something and you call upon Allah. When you worship, you worship Allah. How? According to the teachings of Muhammad Not that we only dive and close ourselves off in traditional practices or practices that have come from other religions. And we see this is what my people are upon, this is what my forefathers are upon. And I am comfortable with this and this is what you know, I'm going to falsely and protect. But instead, we should be people who are eager I need to learn more of this religion and eager to find if this is correct or this is incorrect. Because the aim for us as Muslims is to and practice that which Allah has revealed upon the correct understanding, not that which people have made and invented and divided into groups taking things from other religions taking things from other practices and adding to it and then they form their own type of following their own type of creed but the general outlook is al-islam but inside the details of it and it opposed clearly the quran and the sunnah and they will reject evidences when they can reject it if it's a hadith then they might say the hadith is weak if it's a verse, they can't reject a verse. They might say, this is not the meaning of this. And they make ta'wil. They change the meaning. This means this. It does not mean that. What you're saying, it means this. And this verse shows that it is allowed to call upon the righteous. Or that this hadith is weak. Or they bring a hadith which is uh, weak. And they try to look for things to make their beliefs or their creed or their practices and acceptable but instead a person should free themselves and whatever they learn from the quran and the sunnah according to the understanding of the salaf and in the companions they should take that this is any the way of we do not invent our beliefs and then look for evidences to support it but we read the evidences and we take what they teach us and we take these as, as our belief and our, our actions while some of the people of innovation their state is opposite to this they form their beliefs what they want to believe in what they want to add what they want to follow what they see as and they could taking things from other practices other religions and then they look what they can use to support it and what opposes what they have initiated then they try to either and you reject it or change any the meaning of it so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincerity in this religion we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to beneficial knowledge and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, increase us and guide us to righteous actions Actions are in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah and the understanding of the companions of Muhammad and those who follow them 
in their knowledge and their righteousness and understanding.